Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. This episode of Ghost Maps is sponsored by Podcorn. Podcorn has made it easy for the Ghost Maps team to connect with brands that complement the stories we want to tell. If you're a podcaster looking for sponsorship that fits your show or a brand that's looking to create an authentic message that truly resonates and engages with listeners, visit podcorn.com now. Ghost Maps Entry 12 Tanjung Maya in Kampung Jerudong, Brunei Before taking her seat, Rafa takes a look around with an incredulous smile on her face. We're at the Amoy Street Food Centre. And it's 2.30 in the afternoon. So while it's still pretty busy, the lunchtime crowd has certainly died down. She orders a tea and tells me, it's amazing how much this place has changed since she left Singapore for London five years ago. But then, after a moment... She adds that it could just be her memory playing tricks on her. Her smile fades a bit. Even though Rafa's in her early 30s, I ask her if she's worried her memory isn't what it used to be. She says that her memory's been mostly fine, but there were instances when she was younger, growing up in Brunei, where she wasn't so sure. I sense that this might be related to what she came here to talk about. So I ask her, as best as she can, to start from the beginning. Rafa was three or four when her family moved in with her paternal grandparents in Tanjung Maya, a very quiet and rural township in the Tutong district. It was the kind of place, Rafa says, where the most exciting thing that happened was when someone renovated their house, only for their neighbour to try and one-up them. According to her mother, Rafa would spend most afternoons exploring a forested area behind the house and come back in the evenings with scratches on her arms and legs. Her mother would chastise her, telling her that It was dangerous for her to be out there, that there were wild animals like monkeys and snakes around. But Rafa says she has no memories at all of this forested area. She does, however, have a very clear recollection of sneaking up to the second floor of her grandparents' home every day. She was always alone, but that's how she preferred it. She can't recall the exact layout, but remembers that there was a single window, and through it, the sun would illuminate an old wardrobe, the only piece of furniture on that second floor. 
Rafa remembers hearing a voice that would tell her where in the wardrobe to find shiny trinkets and expensive jewellery. A gold necklace with a green pendant in the left drawer and a string of pearls in the right compartment. She would take them out and try them on, then put them back where she had found them, worried that her grandmother would find out she had been messing around with her stuff. She didn't think much of that voice at the time. Four years after, she even wondered if it was just an imaginary friend. Then, about seven years ago, she was visiting Tanjung Maya with her older sister. They drove by her grandparents' old neighborhood, but none of it seemed familiar to Rafa. Then, her sister pointed out their grandparents' home. Behind it, sure enough, was a forested area. But the home didn't have a second floor now. Rafa mentioned this to her sister, saying that the new owners probably renovated the place. But her sister gave her a quizzical look. Rafa, she said, the house never had a second floor. Rafa tells me that if this was just the only instance of her memories not gelling with reality, she would have brushed it off. But then, just before she entered secondary school, her family moved to Singapore. They would still visit Brunei, though, every year during the December holidays. And during these visits, they would stay with her mum's sister in Kampong Juridong in the Brunei Muara district. Rafa's aunt had a nice house along a more affluent intersection, just minutes away from the amusement park and the beach. The house also had a large front yard where Rafa would play with her aunt's two bubbly sons, both of whom were around her age. When all things considered, Rafa tells me she has mostly fond memories of this time in her life. Well, mostly. At night though, just a little while after sundown, it seemed very important for her aunt that everyone retired to the second floor. They would sit around the upstairs TV room, chat and reminisce, then head to bed. Every once in a while though, Rafa had to head back down to get a snack from the kitchen, maybe, or to help her aunt grab something that she left downstairs. It wasn't a big deal to her at first. Sure, the first floor was a bit creepy in the dark, but what house doesn't feel at least somewhat ominous with the lights out? But then, one night, she happened to look towards what had to be the darkest corner of the unlit first floor. And in that corner stood something that looked humanoid with glowing white eyes. It was unnaturally tall, seemingly as tall as the entire first floor itself. Her first instinct was to get a clearer look at it 
thinking might have been a trick of the shadows. She flipped the lights on, but there was nothing there. No furniture could have been mistaken for something else or to cast weird shadows in the dark. And from that night on, with the lights off, she always saw it. She tried not to go downstairs, but sometimes her parents or her aunt would insist she head down to get something. Rafa didn't want to explain why she didn't want to go. She was almost a teenager by then, and Monsters in the Dark wasn't an excuse that she could use without getting yelled at by her elders. So, when she crept down those stairs and turned to look at the corner, it would be there every time. That gigantic silhouette with two piercing white eyes staring at her. She never told her family about it. She had mentioned it to friends back in Singapore. They suspected it could have been a Penunggu Rumah, a house spirit. This put her at ease at first. She knew that house spirits were usually benevolent. But her friend warned her that she knew some that weren't. Still, during all her family's visits, the spirit never seemed to bother Rafa. Years later, however, while visiting her aunt's home again, she noticed that that particular corner was now occupied by a computer table. She mentioned it to her aunt, who nervously laughed it off. The table has always been there, she said, though Rafa wasn't completely convinced. She could sense it then, something she couldn't put into words when she was younger. A presence, not so much protecting the home, but looming over it. And it didn't help that her two once bubbly cousins were now darkly reclusive, both choosing to spend most of their time in their rooms, with the doors closed and the curtains drawn. Rafa caught a glimpse into one of those rooms during this visit. She could have sworn she saw something standing there. In the corner, white eyes staring out at her. Her cousin, suddenly noticing her there, quickly shut the door. I tell her that sometimes questioning your memory as a way to cope with what you might have experienced or seen. She smiles sadly for a moment, then looks around the area. With a familiar, incredulous smile on her face, she tells me again that it's amazing how much this place has changed since she left Singapore for London five years ago. It's only then do I realize that her memory has been affected, though possibly not by age or disease. She stands up, thanks me for listening, 
and almost in a trance-like state. Leaves. If you want to discover more of Southeast Asia's other side, subscribe now. This episode was produced with help from Singlet Station. Ghost Maps was recorded on Audio-Technica mics. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.